Church Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 101. We get to have that extra little pause there, 100 and one, and we get to move on from there. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of 100 plus, now I can say that, 100 plus podcasts here on this platform at Front Porch Confessional. Uh, for those of you who maybe have just tuned in, maybe you tuned in uh, to episode 100, maybe that was your first one, maybe you guys have been along for the journey for a while, just a reminder that Front Porch Confessional came about as a result of me literally, I mean, I am on my front porch as we speak. This place for me has been a sanctuary. It is my sanctuary. It's a place where I meet God. I uh, was going through a very difficult, difficult time and struggling deeply with who I am and what God had for me. And so I just started coming out here on the front porch and sitting and waiting and listening and asking God, please direct me, help me. And, and I started reading scripture, but reading it in a different way, not reading it for information, but really to be transformed by it, to allow, like Second Timothy talks about, like it to be a two-edged sword that would kind of cut me apart and help me see who I am in light of who God is. And so really, uh, this place for me, this is very natural for me. And this process of kind of putting it out in podcast form is literally just me processing through a passage and going, how can I live this out in my life? And so the hope is that you're doing the same thing as you listen to these passages and struggle through some of the things I'm struggling through, that it would be one of those transformational things in your life, that it would not just be a bunch of words or another podcast or another bit of information that would be something that would dramatically impact your life. So I hope that's the case. I hope for those of you who are listening that this has been uh, something that's actually made an impact in your life. It's not just another thing to consume during the day or when you're getting ready or going on a walk, but it's literally something that's transforming the way that you're, you're seeing the world around you, the people around you, because that, that is the power of what scripture offers to you and me. And so for those of you who are listening, just thanks again. Uh, thank you so much for listening and subscribing and sharing this out. Really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who continue to donate on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Uh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciate the support. Okay, we are in the Beatitudes. We've been there, I think, since episode 97. So if you want to catch up, you can go back there. Uh, we are in Matthew 5, verse 7. And it says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Um, I remember a story. My my dad. Uh, my dad. My dad was a is a strong man and uh, was a strong father. Uh, we grew up in a home that was a disciplinary home, and I don't regret that. Like I, I there's not a, a moment where I feel bad about that or I'm, I was upset about it. Um, I knew what was expected in our home. And, and so if there were mistakes or if I did something I wasn't sh going, wasn't supposed to do, there was a consequence for that. So I, I never, 
I, I, I never kind of, I mean, now reflecting back, I don't look back on that and I don't, I'm not upset about that. Um, I see that, that my parents were really trying to help us grow in our understanding of who God was and that there was, that sin was real and consequences were real. And as a teenager, I, you know, grow up and I got my uh, license and I started driving. And I remember I was with my girlfriend in a car and my parents were behind me and I got pulled over by a police officer because I was speeding through the zone and I fell apart. I was a hot mess. And all I could think is I'm going to get in trouble so bad. I mean, am I, I mean, this is the craziest scene. My dad, the police officer comes to the car and my dad pulls in front of the police car and the police car goes, who's that? And I said, it's my dad. And he goes and he talks to my dad. And I'm like, I'm dead. Like my dad's going to throw me in jail. I know that's what's going to happen. And so he comes back and um, gave me a ticket. So I remember going downstairs in the basement. Um, that's where my bedroom was. And I remember waiting for my father to come down and talk to me. And I remember thinking, I'm dead. Like, he's going to take away my license. Um, he's going to make me break up with my girlfriend. Like, it was like all those irrational thoughts. And he came down and, and he was so merciful. He didn't even really address the ticket all that much. You know, he was glad that I was safe and he was hoping that I learned a lesson. And I remember, I remember a lot. I don't remember a ton of moments, I should say, uh, about growing up, unfortunately. Um, through a good amount of trauma that's happened in my life, I, I, I just, I have forgotten a lot of those things. And God, every once in a while, will bring some of those memories up. And I think I've been doing a lot of work and in counseling to try to remember a lot of growing up. And so anyway, I remember this one as clear as day. This one has never gone away because I sensed mercy. I felt his mercy so strong. He could have laid down the law. He could have said, you know what, we don't drive like this, and you obviously don't care about this, and you took advantage of it, and so I'm going to take everything away, but he didn't. He extended mercy to me, and I remember that. Have you ever experienced mercy, real mercy? Maybe right now, as I said that, a, a story popped in your head. Here's what I encourage you to do today after you get done with this podcast. Really reflect on that story. You know, think about it. You know, what did you feel like when you received mercy? This feeling of gratitude, this, it almost overwhelms your body. What you thought was going to go very wrong is forgiven. You know, the reality is for many of us or the thought that we end up going through, like it's something that we just receive you know, like we receive mercy. And in that moment, it's really powerful. But what happens over a period of time, and maybe even in the same day or in the same moment, we forget about it and we kind of move on with our life. That moment becomes unexciting. Right. And, and, and so it's just like, well, I mean, yeah, I screwed up then. But now, look, everything's OK. And I move on. And what I have come to discover is that we covet and we consume mercy. It's something that I've really come to understand about in my own life. That, that I, I kind of covet and I consume mercy. Like the police officer that pulls me over and gives me a warning. I just consume that. I'm not, it doesn't, it hasn't necessarily impacted the way I drive today, if that makes sense. 
Like he looks at me and says, just drive slower, sir. And I say, absolutely. And within the next day or two, I'm back to that old habit of following the traffic the way it's going instead of heeding to the mercy that was extended to me by this police officer. And like so many other things in our lives, we take mercy for granted. We look at our lives as a series of, of close calls instead of realizing it's God's mercy. He's not done with us. But instead of living in light of his mercy, we consume it and we move on. Do you know, tragically, the amount of conversations I have with people who don't just have one affair, they have multiple affairs. And I believe that a part of that reality is because they were extended massive, massive amounts of mercy and forgiveness. And in that moment, it was important, but they consumed it. They just consumed it. It it didn't transform their lives. It didn't uh, shake things up to the point where they're like, I've got a serious problem. It was just something they went, woof, that was a close call. And then back onto the way I was living my life. And you can run this scenario out in just about anything. I'm just using this particular one to highlight how we do this how we live our lives. And I wonder if you might pause today and go, wow, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a consumer of mercy. I, I have coveted mercy. I just want it and want it and want it. But as it relates to the way I live my life and the way I impact other people, I'm not sure I'm really hitting that mark because it hasn't transformed my life. It hasn't caused me to be in deep, deep, deep amounts of humility to go, whoa, Whoa. And here's the thing. This is a work that God is doing. He's using other people. He's doing for you because he loves you. He loves me. But we keep consuming it. Do you remember the story in scripture where there's a servant and the servant owes the the king massive amounts of money? I mean, he's in debt, massive amounts of money, and the king wants his money back. And the servant says, "I, I don't have it. I can't pay you. And he begs him and And the king forgives the debt. That's mercy. The king forgives the debt. And this man is momentarily grateful. He's just, oh, that was such a close call. He was going to have me arrested and, and, and for the rest of my life. And, I, and he was so grateful for a moment. Then a buddy of his, he comes out of that moment. He, he encounters this buddy. This buddy owes him just pennies pennies in comparison to the debt that was owed to the king. And he wraps his hands around this man's neck. He's like, give me my money. Give me my money. And the man's like, I don't have the money. And he's pleading with him. And the man has him arrested. Man has him arrested. The king finds out about this and says, are you kidding me? Do you know what I did for you? You see what this man, what the servant had done is he had consumed mercy instead of allowing it to deeply impact the way he saw the king and the way 
he saw others. And in that story, he's punished. This is what Jesus is presenting to us. Jesus is confronting us. Do you know how bad sin is? That you're an enemy of God? As a result of your sin? Do you know how much mercy has been extended to, extended to you by God through his son Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross that you are now made right before God, that we are sons and daughters of the most high God? Because if you did, if I did, it would impact the way we extend mercy to other people people. Just sit in that for a second. Do we really understand how much mercy has been extended to us? I'm struggling with it. And here's the evaluation. If you want to understand this, just evaluate your day. Did you extend mercy to others in the same way that God has extended mercy to you? Do you see Jesus on the cross extending mercy to all of humanity for the sins that placed him there on the cross? And are you asking, am I, am I doing that with other people? If not, why? I wonder if the, the mercy of Christ has never reached into our hearts and our souls and transformed everything the way we view the world, the way we view others, is it just something we've consumed? Am I just a consumer of the mercy of God or am I overwhelmed and transformed by it? I wonder. I wonder. Because when we are transformed by the mercy of God, we will be transformational in the way we treat other people and the way we live our lives because it will overwhelm us. We will go, oh my gosh, God. Wow. You did that for me? You forgave that impardonable debt and you took it upon yourself? I have to go live this way for other people. And it's what Jesus is saying is this. When you understand the mercy you've received, you will give it away. And if you don't give it away, then you truly don't understand the mercy you've received. You won't get the mercy. You won't understand it and you won't live in the life and liberation that it provides for you. So the question again is a natural question. Have you received the mercy of God? Have you really received it? Not just head knowledge, but received it into your soul, that you hunger and thirst for it, for righteousness. And that's, and that's impacted by the way that we sense and feel the mercy of God. And how has that impacted the way you are merciful to other people? Well, Heavenly Father, we struggle so deeply to understand and receive your mercy. Would you convict our hearts would you help us to see how merciful you are so we can be merciful to others? So, take a breath, reflect, 
and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.